with him. Looks like a stupid asshole to me. Welcome to Grains of Sandler. My name is Mackenzie Broadhurst. Hello, I'm Micah. Wouldn't it be nice to listen to a podcast? Oh, it would be nice to listen to a podcast, but unfortunately tonight we're stuck with the work of uh, recording a podcast. Yep. Yep. Um, so, you know, just to, just to clear the air, I wanted to take some time here at the top to um, say a few words. Now, uh, I know at this point we have dozens and dozens of uh adoring listeners tens of them yeah of course um tens of dozens of adoring listeners and uh you know i just wanted to get it off my chest right off the bat that in our first episode when we discussed the film billy madison we did refer to wayne knight as wayne newton now i have to uh just come out and say that uh, i'm truly sorry for these things and um you know, I didn't want to write it in my notes app and, and post it to the internet. I wanted to come out and say it to you all with my voice and uh, just here want you to know the regret. We do know the difference between uh, Wayne Knight and Wayne Newton, neither of which who were in the film Billy Madison. Uh, and uh, in the future, we will do our best to uh, to, well, I guess, get the names of these actors correctly, um, which I almost didn't do because I wrote down Drew Barrymore as Reese Witherspoon for the entirety of my notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> oh, that's I love that. I really love that. Wow. I am a sausage right now. So sorry for everyone at home. Uh, behind the scenes audio thing. Got to turn down my interface. Um so, uh, not to talk too much about my personal life, but if I sound weird, it's because I, uh, right before quarantine started, uh, started doing vocals and guitar for a hardcore band. And I, uh, don't have what the kids call technique. So I threw my voice out entirely about an hour and a half ago. And it's kind of coming back now ish. Um, which. I feel like is okay because this film, um, I didn't have a lot about, uh, what film are we watching? So, well, God, I hope uh, I'm not watching it again today, but we did watch the film 50 first dates. Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned that you were, uh, in a band, I am too. Uh, just, just, just saying. Uh, but uh, that brings us to uh, the first ever guest here on Grains of Sandler. Yeah. Um, you know our guest uh, from the band Obtuse and from other bands. Uh, please welcome Ryan Hennessy to the program. Hello, tens of dozens of Hi. listeners. Wow, <laughs> this is the uh, adoring fans. Most popular thing I've ever been a part of, probably. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we met in a in a similar tens of dozens of situations back when I thought I was a dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> Me too. And this was a yeah. Fuck. <laughs> time time uh, really flies and gender sure is shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, man, that was the weird. That that just shows how small and uh, connected everything really can be. When we were both, you were coming through, jumping onto a bill that my old band had set up. And then out of nowhere, I get a uh, message from my good friend Mackenzie. He's like, oh, shit. I love Ryan. Optus is sick. I'm like, cool. I hope you're right because uh, house parties can be a real even split. It was really fun. And you were – it was super fun. You were uh, – you and the, the rest of them were uh, very kind, and it was a very fun night. Yeah, it's it, it's a strange um, situation. I mean, uh, Micah and I somewhat grew up together in, in Michigan, and uh, – uh, you know, I moved to Colorado when I was about 18 or so, and I I met Ryan through music stuff, and turns out they had met each other through music stuff, so that's it's a it's a small world. It's After all, neat. yeah. <laughs> yeah, very, very, uh, very small, uh, interconnected thing. Not unlike what seems like this world, uh, this specific world that uh, sort of Mr. Sandler and the fine folks at Happy Madison sort of built within this film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially compared to the last two, uh, no, sorry. Yeah. Honestly, compared to the last three films that we've watched this far, this is the most contained sort of world. It really is a very much a character piece surrounding a very small group of individuals definitely um for the most part and you know it's it's similar in length to uh jack and jill and punch drunk love our our past two and and billy madison i guess uh but it felt way shorter (laughs) it did it i i was shocked when i looked down at my notes and i still got through five pages because i kind of felt like even with all my pausing and you know really looking for stuff it was just like oh this is this is fine. <laughs> um, uh, so, do we want to just go off the bat really quick and just like initial reactions? Go around the the, the table, as it were, and say like a, a sentence that sums up how we felt about this movie. Um, Mike, Mike, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> My, I guess my log line is it, my favorite Charlie's Angel uh, is delivers a fine performance alongside one of the most inexplicable comedic forces in America. And it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my, yeah, that's my sentence. That's my line. Uh, Ryan, what did you think? What, what's your, uh, um, yeah, away? I guess I would go, I, w- I would kind of go along with what uh, Micah said is that it's a, it's a solid meat cute. Um, and I think that makes me feel like it was a stolen script somewhere because it doesn't, it, I don't know, to me, it doesn't, uh, feel like Adam and his, his buddies wrote it. it. It feels like it was like remade and he just, uh, put in some walrus dick jokes. Yeah. This movie really, uh, splits the difference between sort of punch drunk love and Jack and Jill. <laughs> yeah. I'd say it's, it's pretty um, right in the middle. Uh, yeah, but not to cut you off. Again, that's okay. Give us your, that's okay. Your one shot. Um, so yeah, you know, hmm, one sentence I brought this, this miniature segment on and I, I've 
showing my hand. I've, I, I don't even have one. Uh, what I will say is sharks, they only bite when you touch their private parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I am positive that uh, Rob Schneider's performance was problematic on levels that I can't begin to understand. But it was hard to look away. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard to look away. Yeah, I, I like, mean... Uh... That, that is something I guess I will give this movie. It was very hard to not watch because you had absurd caricatures of how humans are interacting, random wildlife, and... A, a childhood movie crush. So there was a lot for uh, Micah to stare at and try to comprehend and remember I'm supposed to be taking notes on something. And, uh, I mean, just Rob, Rob Schneider. I don't know. I just, I think I just have Rob Schneider mm-hmm. on the brain. I've been ingesting a lot of Rob Schneider material this week. Not, not oh. Rob Schneider original content. I let's, let's rephrase. I, uh, so uh, dudes from the worst idea of all time run a side podcast called Overlooked and Undercooked, and uh, this third season that they're doing is uh, they're watching Rob's Netflix comedy special Asian Mama Mexican Kids seven times and reviewing it. Um, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that was real. I, Rob Schneider is one of those folks where I just made a point to miss him. Yeah, I, it's it's. I, I and I think I've made the right decision because he is the opposite of Steve Buscemi. I think <laughs> where his bit characters would overstay their welcome if they were on screen for one minute. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, the the only time I can handle him, take him seriously, is when he's playing the townie. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But you can you can do it. Um, it's like it's like how you can it, yeah. you can only uh, take the band lit uh as a band seriously unless they're playing my own worst enemy in front of you with but with <laughs> okay, buck cherry so, that which i actually uh witnessed anyway <laughs> so here's the thing that i i'm sorry i um love woodstock 99 footage <laughs> and that that was that was my big quarantine thing is just what like at night if i'm burned out on like movies i just watch a woodstock 99 set you know obviously that limp biscuit one has uh run through my feet i have shown that video to so many fucking people <laughs> because that's the one where they ripped off the doors of the porter potty and were crowd surfing on oh, them no. and the set and the uh, effectively a riot was incited and <laughs> Uh, the promoter had to get on stage and be like, y'all need to calm the fuck down if you want to see Metallica, basically. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is, that was a whole festival. That was a whole last day. And Lit's performance is one of those, like, this band thought they were going to make it so big. <laughs> and it's obvious <laughs> at this point. Because My Own Worst Enemy had just dropped. And then they're like, the rest of this album is a banger. It's no. not. <laughs> I love butt rock, unironically. And we'll get into that a little bit and in, in, into the soundtrack of this movie, because that's most of my notes. Yeah, I have a lot of soundtrack <laughs> notes as well. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, but man, yeah, lit is I don't taking looking at them, it's impossible to take them seriously, especially when you add the gaslighting the band Buckcherry <laughs> into that factor. Yeah. You all know they're a country um, band now, Lit? Uh I believe that uh, I imagine it's kind of a stone temple pilot situation where it's just like, it's, you just, you, you throw on the yeehaw button and you're gonna, you're gonna get some dollars. Mm-hmm. 
Well, um, do we, I mean, do we have any other like trivia about this movie we want to get into? Ryan, I know you, uh, you kind of got into the trivia a little bit. I sure did. Uh, that I love doing that. Yeah, please, please. Uh, I already told you guys, but hey, listeners, did you know that here, I'm going to crack a beer for this. (laughs) Did you know that 50 First Dates was the first Blu-ray ever in the history of the world? It was the first Blu-ray. That's what they picked. 50 First Dates. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That has to factor into this uh, number that I have here. So what I've, what I've taken to doing when I'm looking at these movies is I'll just really quick grab uh, some of the base stats of this film. And so the budget for this movie was $75 million, $198.5 million box office returns. Yes. Yeah. That's that ha- not and like, bad. That that has to factor into why they were like, this has to be the Blu-ray. Like this movie was inexplicably. We have to defeat Um, HD DVD. And this is the way we really do. (laughs) And they came out guns a blazing with 50 first dates. Technology, technology be damned. We need some three eleven Andrew Barrymore, (laughs) Adam Sandler, meet Keats (laughs) right in here. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some other, Fun facts, uh, I guess uh, Jackie Sandler is in this movie, Adam Sandler's wife, as she, you know, appears in several other Adam Sandler films for bit parts and cameos and such. Um, uh, what were the other ones? What were some of the, oh, what's that great goof you, you, you found? Okay, so, okay, uh, you might want to maybe pick another one. I got I to pick it up on my phone um, real quick. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any goofs up here. Uh, we we cut this part out. <laughs> There's a heavily edited. Yeah, no, this is a heavily yeah. edited show. Scripted, even all of yeah. it. Yeah, uh, there is there is a scripted part. I'm gonna try to do it off the dome this time, though. So we'll see. <laughs> oh shit! All right, I uh, will be far too out of it to tell if you did it right or not. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm sick of looking it up uh, every time because I didn't. I, I, was gonna I don't say, have it saved on my phone. I just have it in our conver- text conversation. It's 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 a great thing because by the end of it, I don't know what's staying or what's not. So I'm just going to talk into the microphone. By the end of it, I'm usually a little too drunk, and it's I'm two hours ahead of you, so it's usually like one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just waiting for Mackenzie to look up this fucking catchphrase, going like, "I love this man so much. I am so tired." <laughs> Okay, all right, all right, I got it, I got it. I got the, uh, so, uh, to preface, 13 out of 24 people found this interesting. Um, and the goof, imdb.com says, is, we see an Epson stylus inkjet printer, but hear the sound of a dot matrix printer. What a that goof! Is- that is wow. the most, I love that. I'm actually <laughs> really happy that someone called that because, you know, there was someone out there who's just like got that specific auditory processing thing where they can just tell a printer and that's just like their, their, their deal. And as someone who owns 15 distortion pedals that basically do the same thing, I can't talk. And he's, they just like, they knew that that was the wrong printer sound and they were just like, I would be, am I wrong? And they just felt, and they saw that. And they just, it's like, it's just this swell of relief. It's like gotta be some almost like post-religious traumatic. <laughs> <Yeah. breakthrough. laughs> 
<laughs> to be like, oh my god, I was wrong. Or, or alternatively, it's another sound designer, right? Like, like somebody who puts these sounds into movies, and they're like, ha, no, I've got all these printer samples loaded up on my computer. Bush League work. <laughs> Bush League work. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Oh yeah, which to be fair, that 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 might be just you know high level bush yeah bush league mm-hmm. work is the way Happy Madison has been operating forever. Truly, um, was this um, a Happy Madison film? I don't know if it was. It yes, was. This was a Happy Madison okay. production. I there was there was no golf ball, so I think I think even they knew this movie had a better shot at legitimacy than most, so they mm-hmm. sort of. Slid that away, because gotcha. um, I'm pretty sure the golf ball had already been kind of cemented in at this point. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it, so they it it opens um, on it. It's a pretty soft opening. Um, do we have any other trivia before we dive into sort of the synopsis? No, um, of this maybe film? just note uh, that it came out in 2004. <laughs> yeah. Um, Date this so movie a little. We're, 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 there's, there's been some trends, um, and, uh, it's some things that, you know, I, I'm on recommendation. Other people had rewatched this movie and went, Oh my God, why are these the jokes? And it's like, well, fucking Ace Ventura is super well loved. And it's just certain types of people are punching bags. We'll get into that in a moment. Uh, but that's not how this movie starts. This movie starts with a whole host of women talking about, some great date they went on in Hawaii. Um, and each one, it starts off with, Oh, he took me to do, took me like cliff diving, took me to see these animals, did all these things. And then one by one list off all of these excuses that they were given, why they were never going to see him again. And then I'll give the same name, uh, Henry Roth, which then cut to, uh, Adam Sandler playing the uh, Adam Henry Roth and pretending he's a secret agent for some reason. He's just seeing what he can get away with at this point, honestly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it. It was wild, first of all, that he gave his real name, but still (laughs) is such a pathological liar. That's what I said. Okay, this was my first note while he's doing this spiel. My first note, two minutes, 10 seconds in. Women are dumb and hot and dumb. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah dude. And then, uh, yeah. And then um, moving on, two minutes, 53 seconds. First nut shot. When he 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 does a, a Herculean jump, I guess, onto the jet ski and tells a guy like, I'll give you 20 bucks. Just keep going. I don't. Yeah, twenty bucks is low to basically get kidnapped. Twenty bucks is nothing. I I rented this jet ski for fifty, dude. (laughs) I was gonna say, yeah, I guess maybe two thousand four, but yeah, it's just like what the fuck. I'm be like, he basically was like, can I just literally kidnap you for twenty dollars? I need to abduct this jet. Like, I just heard you tell that woman you're a secret agent. Am I am I being (laughs) commandeered? Like, yeah, like what is happening and. But fucking, I guess, island time, baby. <laughs> um, uh, but he gets away with it, and we get, I think, the only original piece of music. Um, and it's a ska song, which was very exciting. Yeah, this me. movie is full At of great two, ska music. 
<laughs> it really is ska or ska adjacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very much. It is all firmly American ska, which is unfortunate, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, because I don't, I don't I actually don't know how much I would appreciate like the ska lights or the specials. I mean, or, uh, yeah, he throws on some like deep cut like the flaming tsunamis while he's like drinking a big drink at, at rainforest cafe. <laughs> like the first bomb, the music industry record is on here for some yeah. fucking reason. There, there is uh, a track from a uh, toots and the Maytals in there. I, I can't remember if they're American or not though. That's yeah. I guess uh, the, just sort of the American idea right, right, of right. what like, like third wave Scott Island music might. <laughs> yeah. Third wave Scott. Um, Although that would be crazy. Sidebar watched a movie called The Lhasa Pastor and fucking Math the Band and a bunch of other cool fest bands were the entire oh, soundtrack. Wow. Sick. So, okay, cool. We're all we all know what's yeah. happening. Um, but this, I had a similar reaction to this, but in terms of like the dumb like alt rock radio reggae right. sense, where it's just like, oh shit, I remember fucking, I remember Natty Daddies, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dirt weed. Yeah. Nice, bro. Um, so while all this is happening in my head on screen, uh, Rob Schneider, at first I thought was doing an impression of Danny Trejo. That was apparently my first mer- He my goes first in and out of, of that, uh, yeah. Yeah, of, um, of his character, Ula. And he is uh, do, getting, he's getting stitched up by uh henry and gives his uh the one-liner that you uh cited earlier Gansy, yep. about how sharks are gentle creatures unless you grab their private parts which um where where are I, those uh, <laughs> what are those yeah i was gonna say like i guess nobody uh in the town that jaws takes place in was told that because it seems like there'd be a much shorter i don't think there are any parts the of case. a shark that are public parts you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was gonna say yeah they probably they're, don't want to be touched their skin, anywhere their skin is barbed wires i think that is by definition a you're you're, you're covered in a barbed wire fence i think that's private parts mm-hmm. all yeah yeah if you're made out of sandpaper and no probably <laughs> are you're all private. Rob Schneider talks about. Um, I think that he he wants to make a documentary on this subject. Oh yeah, his kids are shooting his documentary. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. His kids are like just shitty to him, but it's like it's deserved. funny because he's shitty. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not like um, Jack and Jill last week where the kids were just like weirdos for no yeah. re- like weird like planeswalkers for no fucking reason like these kids are just like my dad is a deadbeat moron and he hates our mom so we're just gonna fuck with him and henry who is ula's best friend i assume or cousin um it's unclear because again rob schneider has decided to take on a offensive on several fronts uh character and so he refers to Henry as cousin, but it's one of those things where it's like, is this? Yeah, it's more. It's more some it's, sideways it's bullshit. Cuz it's not cousin. It's cuz. It seems more like a. It, it seems like a cuz yeah. situation, but it's Brother. also like, yeah, yeah, but it's also never. Yeah, it's never explained. But also for someone who's not family, uh, Ula sure gets a lot of free rides 
from uh, <laughs> for sure yeah i mean henry is a is a sea animal uh veterinarian uh specifically vo- focusing on walruses and he works at some yeah. kind of zoo or something sea life some, park or something i think, I think it, there's a real place yeah potentially it just se- it, it definitely just seemed like a parallel to sea yeah. world but it's possible that there's something in hawaii i don't know i've never been there um but so we'll go with Sea Life Park because it sounds like none of us wrote it no. down. I think it, yeah, I think it is. I definitely didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure because I remember seeing his his truck that said like Sea Life Park, and I was just like, you know what? You, you, yeah, I get, oh, uh, go ahead. No, I, I I I have a, a vague memory of that as well. I think Sea Life Park is the closest we're going to get without yeah. reaching to our phones. <laughs> so we'll go with that for now. We. Uh, have already straight up renamed characters in the past. Yeah, so <laughs> being kind of close to the name of a Wayne Knight. I can see, I can see was, how you guys thought that. I know who you're talking about. The principal Wayne Knight. Yeah, but it's not played by Wayne. I know Knight. it's not Wayne Knight and I know it's not Wayne Newton, <laughs> but it's, it's an equally uh, large sweaty man anyway. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But so, um, during, um oh so we also meet uh henry's pet penguin willie yes who is a uh persistent but very minor character yes that adam sandler okay so this kind of kicks off the theme that adam sandler in this film has an eliza thornberry situation going on where he can just directly talk to animals (laughs) yeah they don't even i i uh (laughs) My my head my in my head was um, Doctor Doolittle, oh, okay. uh, Eddie Murphy, or Robert Junior Don, Donnie Junior. Pick your poison, but the animals don't speak back. So I think the Eliza Thornberry allegory is better because if I remember from that show, which I don't uh, really, there it's just kind of her vibing and the animals not seeming to have mind, but not saying anything explicitly back. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but he he can talk sick. to animals. Okay. He has yeah. some kind of. Uh, gift yeah so yeah he can clearly have these two-way conversations with the animals they don't speak english to him but they gesture to him and this is shown by uh jocko the walrus having problems and them needing to take emergency uh situation an emergency situation to get his breathing back in and um i think alexi alexa Helga is uh, her name because I wrote down fourteen uh, fourteen Helga comma dumb two. <laughs> not not hot. Okay, not hot because there has to be a not hot woman that is also right. a punching bag. Be, yep, there needs to be. I thought the name was Alexa. I thought, but I, yeah, again, thought so. it was, no, it's Helga. It, it Trust became me. very difficult. Yeah, I will believe you. Um, <laughs> so we'll refer from here on. She's she Helga. Is Helga. Helga is trying to help uh jocko and ultimately gets covered in projectile mm-hmm. vomit and runs and says this is why i signed up for the job and then runs off to clean herself and henry says that's what you get for eating my sandwich. yeah oh, jocko and the walrus jocko was in on it the whole time sorry to cut you off but we really <laughs> no. we really gotta highlight the fact that Jocko, this is a thing they had planned for probably hours. Oh, yeah. And Jocko, yeah, they, they discussed it. Jocko lets out a little walrus laugh. It is clear corroboration. 
even Willie is like kind of, kind of like at least like coming back to watch because he was sent away because you know might have been gross and so there's this whole thing played up. So it's like they <laughs> for the drama because uh, animals can be sociopaths, but apparently so is Henry. <laughs> Um, there is only friends other than Ula. Like, it doesn't seem like he really hangs out with anybody else, you know? No, he, like, he just uses women from out of state and then hangs out with animals to puke on his, uh, you know, kind of plain Russian, vaguely, maybe, assistant. Right. Uh, and, um, yeah, that, that, that is his life. It's, uh, it, it's revealed that he is trying to get a boat prepared for Bristol Bay uh, to study walrus behavior, have a big trip. Um, and as he's sort of trying to take this boat around the coast, the boat wrecks. Um, a mast snaps. It's a big to-do. It was probably funny at the time, but it's just, you watch so many things explode in Adam Sandler's face, you kind of just go, alright, that's the, that's the physical comedy aspect. Yeah, there, there goes um, the jib. On the ship. Oh, the yep. it's going over starboard. The jib. <laughs> yep. The, the steering <laughs> wheel is underwater. Uh, so he wife rafts out to this diner. Um, and is and is sort of force fed spam and eggs. He initially says that he's already eaten. Uh, I think her name is Susie. Sue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sue. Sue uh, presses in a very motherly, weirdly familiar way, presses him further, and he says, oh, you know, I had, uh, I had, a, I had a Reese's, um, you know, Reese's cup. And so she goes, all right, well, you're getting spam and eggs, which, from everything I understand about Hawaiian culture, that's like one of the few things that seems like it's actually kind of there, accurate. Yeah, there's like, they he, really there's like a, spam. another trivia thing that I, I skimmed that's about the, the uh, – millions of of pounds of spam that hawaiians consume i guess a year so that's probably the only accurate thing about hawaiian culture yeah, in this it, entire movie it's because back in the day they would get spam like crazy and it had to do a lot with the um the military bases and things that were out there yeah it, it kind of seems like it's a sim a, a similar situation to another island nation like australia where just like their dietary habits sort of just shift because the, of military occupation and it's actually probably really sad but at this point it's kind of benign um so uh then this huge man uh who's the cook whose name i didn't catch nick. i can't remember right nick nick Nick. Nick yeah. walks up and refers to him the rest of the time as Reese's, offering to put Reese's peanut butter cups in his egg. Henry politely declines and um, goes and sits down at a booth to wait for his food and looks up to see Lucy, who's played by Drew Barrymore. And not we get a nice, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> not Reese Witherspoon. And the fact that I just said Reese's, I... Mm, all right. No, no, with a knife. <laughs> oh god that's terrible sorry <laughs> it's fine oh, it's, it's, knife. i got you yeah, no no i'm just we'll cut, I, it out. I, we'll cut it out you don't need to it's it's definitely uh, it's already something i can foresee is just getting bombarded with dad jokes that i am too sleepy to react to <laughs> in time okay all right okay put pivot really quick 
while we're on the scene where uh, he sees Lucy for the first time, the book that she's reading and uh, is always reading is uh, Still Life, uh, Still Life with Woodpecker, a, sh- a sort of love story by Tom Robbins, which is a love story set in Hawaii. Oh, wow. Yeah, cute. you can cut that out, too. Anyway. <laughs> no, we'll keep that. <laughs> I decide what stays in the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, at the moment, I show up and go to bed. Uh, so, he sees Lucy, and then, cut out of the lovey-dovey slow-mo, she's building a volcano out of her waffles. It's a teepee. Is it, it a teepee? It's a teepee, yeah. I thought it was a volcano, too, because she has, I, like, the thing. She but, put the steam in it, and so, but yeah. teepee would make as much sense, given the fact that she kind of just it's generally what, yeah, makes... Yeah, she's a, she makes structures and not necessarily, like, a, 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 a nature features. Right. I mean, I would be more impressed if she was doing, like, a, a syrup fountain or, a, a, you know, the... Uh, <clears throat> waffle Sphinx, but oh, I think, yeah, there's th- this is a moment where I think it was the original bot script had this quirk in her, and so otherwise, you're absolutely right, it would have some sort of fully functional windmill or something, <laughs> it would probably be like a fucking moving car if this was a 2010s yeah, Adam right. Sandler oh, yeah. vehicle. Also, um, it. T- to make that steam, she adds coffee to maple syrup, which is a wild move uh, and something yeah, that I, I actually want it. to try. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, I respect that, it. I have uh, friends who I can only describe their love language as putting shit in people's drinks. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. Oh, I, what kind of oh, shit? No. Mm, uh, um, like toothpicks and mints and ketchup packets and salt. Shit. It's... Uh, I don't think that's ever happened except for maybe to her fiance. But point is, <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds like something where there was a time we had a falling out and we were hanging out over some beers and she just drops a peppermint in a very expensive drink I had. That's and very I knew, rude. <laughs> I, so the thing is, is, that would be fine except I had spent a while being a dick to her. So I was just like, well, I deserve this and drank it. And it was inexplicably good. And I feel like maple syrup and coffee would be a similar situation. Was the point of that story? Is sometimes yeah. horrible thing, horrible ideas will be presented that are actually good. Yep. Are they um, are they from uh, countries where it's okay to just put their fingers all over other people's drinks? <laughs> oh, they don't touch the drinks at all. They kind of <laughs> drop it over, just kind of this nice little alley oop. So I was quote, I was po- quoting the movie. We can cut that too. Uh, anyway. Oh, you know what? You were. I was just very. Uh, you're sleepy. A, yeah, you're sleepy. It's so late there. I don't. I can't understand how you're doing this. Uh, I guess the bourbon helps. Look, there is a greater cause. The bourbon is doing the opposite. We're doing uh, the real work here. We really are. Yeah. Uh, speaking it's of so which, important. Let's pro- proceed with the plot. Let us proceed. Yes. yes. So he is immediately infatuated, um, but he's talking to Ula about it, and he quote prefers his bitches out of state. Yeah. And the the beginning of the movie showcases that very clearly, but regardless, he decides to go back to the diner the next morning and helps her out uh, with her house that she's building and puts a toothpick in and creates a little door and 
they hit it off. Um, she smells his hands. It, yes, she smells his hands, and it turns out that Lucy loves the smell of fish because her father and brother are fishermen. So they'll disappear for a while, and it's a comforting thing to hug them when she gets back, and so she associates the smell of fish with returning family. It's, it's one of those... Um, Moments where you almost think there's some sort of like consistent writing among Happy Madison Productions because it's a very stupid idea that sort of happens grounded. It happens on accident or (laughs) Punch Drunk Love. Uh, Punch Drunk Love is full of that. (laughs) They spend an ungodly amount of time on this subject, though. They talk about the fish hands so much for so long. They 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 really. Yeah, and the whole and so it kind of does that like fun little time lapse thing where it shows time passing in the diner pretty visibly, and the whole conversation is about walruses, uh, and uh, it actually cuts back in to them having a conversation about how uh, fun trivia fact for you walruses have the second largest penis uh, among mammals. Okay. <laughs> um, First only to me. I'll take the joke. <laughs> right. So uh, the, that, that uh, touches on one of my other notes that says, he tells her walruses have big penises and so does the giant local man. She is enchanted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, she is. She, she is fully sprung. sinker. It's, oh, hey. Fish stuff. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it is. It's impressive. And they decided to, and they leave, and they decide to meet up again the next morning for breakfast, and they both do this weird, awkward dance, and then look back at each other, and people call them, some dude calls them a weirdo. No, he says, <laughs> he says something in, okay, so my subtitle said that he was speaking Mandarin, but I don't know if that's true. Maybe not. We can neither confirm or deny that it was Mandarin. And he says no. to nobody, no. that means look at those two shitheads. Yeah, it's like he says it to the audience in a way that isn't subtle at all. Yeah, and this then, feels like this is, this is one of them uh, Happy Madison uh, sliding, you know, the yeah. keep that brand firm. Uh, yeah, it's funny because he's not he's not uh american <laughs> right wow Whoa. yeah uh yeah i feel like that old man at the diner is pretty much the audience surrogate for this movie he's just watching this all happen and he's like look at these fucking jackasses <laughs> yeah look at these jackasses um we learned that it's uh, lucy's dad's birthday and so they're going out to pick a pineapple and uh then they separate they're stoked you know it's you know a first accidental day going well. Who wouldn't be excited? Uh, cut to, for some reason, um, Ula and his kids going golfing with Henry. And Ula reveals that he uh, found Henry a date with some a woman from Ohio. And Henry turns it down. He isn't into it. Um... And Henry uh, has to go down these cliffs and runs into Lucy while golfing. But it turns out it was a dream. Yeah, it's one of the famous Happy Madison dream mm-hmm. sequences that yeah. we've yes. come to know and love. Always sexy um, and then funny. Yes. Oh, it's funny because man, man got boner and sleep. I should really be taking mm-hmm. notes on that. How to make a 
fucking $200 million movie. <laughs> he <laughs> he uh, makes a comment about how his nipples are sensitive. He's like, yes, oh, my nipples are sensitive. Yeah. That, I feel like. That's what it was. Which. Yeah. I. Whose aren't? True, who's got yeah. rock hard, tough, tough, toughy nipples? Yeah. I can't exactly. even feel it. No one, no one says that. No one does that. You're like, well, yeah, unless you've had surgery around that, and that, that the whole area is oh, okay, dead. Okay, yeah, There's, that's true, yeah. yeah. Barring extreme circumstances, though, you are absolutely correct. But this freaks Henry out, so he decides to go on a date with this woman that Ula pimped him out for <laughs> to live vicariously through, because once again, it's very important you know Ula fucking hates his wife. Mm-hmm. She's fat. And ugly. Yes. It's and gave funny. him four beautiful children and it's, probably yeah. a house and a bed it's, frame. I know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> be- <laughs> it's funny because she is the sole provider and keeper mm-hmm. of the house. But as a result, her figure uh, is less tight than it used to be. And she deserves nothing because no. of it. I, so uh, I know. I really love how his children all move in a unit like Pikmin. Yeah, they are. They are. They are a group package, and I think that's great. Yeah, they go like, "Haha!" Like at the same time, like <laughs> Pikmin. Yeah, that's perfect. They're Pikmin. They, they, yeah, that and that is for sure how the writers viewed the children. So, like, don't oh, think yeah. it's problematic for us mm-hmm. to point it out because it's a little fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. So we cut to the date and he had set up this whole lie that I don't specifically remember. Uh, How he, I guess every time he takes a woman from out of state out, he feeds them a bunch of drinks, but none of them have alcohol in them. Yes. Which is totally fucked up. (laughs) It's like the, yeah, it's what, so uh, the, okay, so you're I didn't really chew through this until just now. So bear with me, but he, so he, he feeds them drinks that he tells them has alcohol in them. They're adult women that can't tell that these are virgin fish bowls or whatever. Yeah. Um, Which, which is just like, you know, the script, like just women are dumb and hot and dumb. Um, Yeah. That's, that's how to be. Cause like, I, I am also trying to figure out what these drinks are because I, am I wrong to think that it's blue carousel? It's a liquor that it's turns a, the drink blue yeah. usually. So, like, what the fuck is in that drink besides just sour mix and blue dye? Oh, yeah, cool Kool Aid, <laughs> Gren- it grenadine. It's chlorinated it's water from the walrus pool. <laughs> oh Jesus! It might as well be, but either way, this this woman is chugging him, and despite the fact that uh, Henry was like, "Yeah, I'm like lying to you. I'm like I'm not shit." She's like, "Well, it's my last night. Do you still want to hook up?" And he turns her down, which is inexplicable, but also fine, I guess. He does he does a good thing, and then immediately does a really shitty thing by pointing over at Helga, who is also inexplicably, inexplicably at not, this isn't just a bar. It's a rainforest cafe. <laughs> is it? Okay. Uh, yeah. It's literally a rainforest cafe. That he points, makes a lot. 
that makes a lot of sense because I honestly had this thought of it's just like, is this what the producers just think every bar in Hawaii looks like? I think that's where they shot it. They don't. It's. I don't think it's like explicitly a rainforest cafe. God, um, what do you think they forgot to shoot that scene and then got back to L.A. and we're like, fuck, we got to find a bar that looks Hawaiian. Let's yeah. <laughs> yes, I honestly think that's what it could be. They Google um, for fish I, light bulbs. I, I, I would love this idea that Henry is such a dumb, weird child that he does that the only play that he or the only place that would agree to get these women fake drunk is a rainforest cafe. But, yeah, that, that's another. Also. Still manages to lie his way into getting the women to go there. God. (laughs) Yeah. And that's also, that's also a side I didn't even um, think about is that like the, so she orders her drink and then what he like reaches over to the server and he's like, no, actually uh, make it a virgin and don't give her what she ordered. No service industry person would ever do that. Yeah. That like, the, the, on, it, it's dark, but I feel like any bartender I know is like, oh, this man is going to roofie her. Oh, yeah. We need to do something about this right now. She can't have any alcohol in her system, but I'm still trying to. But it's OK. She's sober while I'm trying to trick her into having sex with me. I'm, <laughs> this is yeah, a matter of national security. I work for the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nothing good about this man. Uh, no, so he. Despite, but you know, we're sure rooting for him. Um, for yeah, and then he, and then he's like, "Well, I won't have sex with you, but that guy over there probably will." And it's Helga, yeah. his coworker, his very close friend Helga, who also propositioned Only, him. But anyway. yeah, yeah, propositioned him, and it was just like weird and for gross, comedy. and just yeah. for for comedy and like these weird sideways trans jokes. Which we get to this, get the mm-hmm. second one of the, oh, isn't yeah. that a girl? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, man, he's like, right, he's like, well, are you drunk enough to not care? And she's like, well, kinda. Yeah. Which I was like, all right, good on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck it. Like, please. You know, hook up everyone with Helga. has like, yeah, Helga needs love. probably, I don't know. She probably treats you better than fucking Henry. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but so, then we get to the scene that you quoted earlier where uh, Henry shows up to the diner and or we begin to approach that scene. She doesn't know who on earth Henry is, is completely weirded out by her, yeah, by him. And uh, Sue... Pulls him, pulls Henry aside, and explains kind of the hook of the rest of this film, and that is, uh, and not fully disclosed number of years ago, or a little over a year ago. It was a year ago, yeah. A year ago, a little, yeah, yeah a little over a year ago, um, on October thirteenth or fourteenth, was it? One of them. This movie. The the day he gets marooned uh, out on the rocks is November sixth, right? But I know it was an October date. Yeah, so it's like a little over a year. Yeah, because it's yes. tags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's an October date. Either I I let's say October fourteenth because that's what my notes say, and it's not actually important because what's important is that uh, a cow 
uh, pulled in front of the car that um, Lucy and her dad were in after picking pineapples. The car flips over. She gets in a horrible accident that damages her brain science that they don't know either. Dan Aykroyd explains it later. Um, Does basically, he? <laughs> as well as you need to for the rest of the plot of this well, movie, yeah, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, point is, she can she can remember everything leading up to the day of that accident and nothing else. She just relives the same day over and over and over again. Wakes up the next morning still thinking it's the date of her dad's birthday. So she goes on the same routine every single day and she it's it's revealed that her dad um just printed off hundreds of newspapers um at least 365 he bought at least. at least 365 newspapers. I'm curious where he got all of those newspapers because, I mean, they were probably in the hospital for a minute. They probably didn't know about her condition, you know. Yeah, they probably distributed them, and it's not like they had, like, tons left over in just in a warehouse for him to grab. It must have been, yeah, it must be some sort of copy thing. It must have been, It honestly, he it's it's something where even in this time period they had the scans saved somewhere but there had to have been so much money spent on this like this is not a big expense this this was the biggest expense by far because a couple of other things that uh were done through the course of this um while she goes off to paint the garage he pulls out a pre-taped vikings football game that went on that day that they watched and which I just want to point out real quick in my notes, I wrote down, I'm like, by the way, like super high while watching this for in my life, probably like the 12th time. But this is the only time I, I watched it, watched it to be like, well, this is bad anyway. <clears throat> right. Of course. Uh, Welcome. So they, they can. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, they can have a different. OK, so uh, dad walks into the kitchen. Um, what's his name? Uh whatever uh sheen austin is is sean, uh sean astin sean astin what a whose dumb name is name. doug i did not get you do not disparage samuel <laughs> on this program You're right. i'm sorry cut um, it out also in a fucking fit the mesh shirts the mesh, i do want so a couple of mesh shirts and that did I, reawakening that we reawakened that feeling inside he's also that, working out in the best place to work out in the house on the kitchen counter yeah on the <laughs> yes. kitchen counter this is where i'm getting to on the uh, kitchen counter, dad walks in. He's like, what are we having tonight, Doug? And, Doug, and Doug's like, spaghetti pop. And, he, you know, he he's like, he almost sweats in the sauce, whatever. So they can have a different thing for dinner every night, but they have to watch the Vikings game and the Sixth Sense. Otherwise, your fucking head will explode. Like, <laughs> yeah, it seems like they, I guess maybe it's because she remembers buying him that movie and that she remembers like like that the, the Viking game is important. I'm not exactly sure. It's it's kind of shown later that their concepts of what they needed to do, like unfortunately many uh, family members to people with uh, disabilities and you know debilitating injuries they don't they're doing their best but they fundamentally misunderstand oh, what yeah, the person true. needs. Right. So I think this was them like 
sort of making compromises with what they think she needs. And what they think she needs right now is this dire sense of normalcy. And that's why they also have, they also have freezers full of pineapples. Oh yeah. They totally reset. So they watched the sixth sense that um, Lucy bought her dad for his birthday. And then she goes to bed and they stay up for what must be hours repainting the garage fully white after taking some pictures of it. Doug, Sean Astin goes so far as to refill her shampoo bottle to the same level that it was at. And it was just these weird little details that like, yeah, they clearly are doing, putting in a lot of effort, but it is, yeah, kind of weirdly. Yeah. There's so many other things though, that they would have to do to keep that like shroud over her like you know wh- what do they go yeah. like they go to the they go to a gas station at like 2 in the, 2 a.m. and put like 18 cents worth of gas because she drives to the Hukilao cafe and back right, like yeah the, like all that kind of stuff I don't know I just yeah, I got hung up on it <laughs> I mean it's they're trying their best but I think they know as well as the audience knows that they can't keep doing it forever yeah. Like, no yeah it, it, it kind of shows there's a lot of strains in this and this entire dynamic. Um, but then after all of this, after it kind of shows Lucy's situation, at least to a little bit and kind of introduces us to her family, cuts back to Ula, uh, kind of talking about Lucy to Henry, how she's kind of the perfect girl for him because he'll be able to just leave and she won't remember him. Yeah. That, that's one and, of the, uh, um, one of the times, to in my notes that uh I wrote down that Rob drops out of his like really, really terrible uh yeah. accent because he's like he's like, What I'm saying, brother, is she's the perfect girl for you. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> you does know? just kinda like he just kinda talks. Yeah. yeah. You're you're absolutely right. That I mean and that that doesn't surprise me. No, same. Like I mean it, it Someone who has a, a comedy special on Netflix right now called Asian Mama Mexican Kids. Probably that is a lot of accent work. Uh, that's very inaccurate. Probably doesn't really care what ethnicity his character is supposed to be. It's like <laughs> I would you're... I would hazard that guess as well. Yeah. <laughs> but then my next note is just, and I'm going to read this verbatim in all caps, handwritten. Amber by 311, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I wrote down in my notes at 311 alert. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, uh, that was we're, bad. We're going to have to... If, if, this, if, if 311 shows up in any of these other films, we got to make that a segment. I mean, three, 311... Uh, they were... I mean, I don't know if they were extremely relevant in 2004 even, but um, still... No, like, I can't imagine. <laughs> I also do have a signed framed vinyl of their self-titled record that I was hanging on my wall. What a score. Uh, Yeah. Working at a thrift store is beautiful sometimes. (laughs) Like I also have some things that are earnestly valuable. Um, Do you have a Garfield clock? Not a Garfield clock, but a Garfield mask. Ah, nice. (laughs) And a replica mug of donkey's face. Uh, I'll take you on a tour sometime. I, I I was known as the weird person, and that's the weird non cottage core person in that store. So I got some real fucked up shit. Very nice. 
Um, actually, I'm drinking the bourbon from this mug of a cat flipping off the world <laughs> from the store because we were a family-friendly institution, so they had to give it away. And I was like, I love cats and profanity, so yeah. gimme. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, we get into uh, Henry trying to approach Lucy again now that he knows the situation. He knows striking out is only temporary, but uh, he is told very firmly by Sue to stay away from her and not to hurt her. Also by her family. Yes. Then everyone is very firm on this idea, except Nick, the huge man from earlier, makes a bet <laughs> that she would never want to talk to him anyways. Yeah. So there's there's this whole... Who that? Me that. There's this whole montage. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down. That's the second genuine laugh. First one, first one was okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mackenzie. But That's okay. I, it's uh when he goes back to the hooky loud to meet up with um with Luce after they like make that plan and she doesn't know who he is and he sits down and he's like I've been petting my walrus all morning thinking about you. Oh, that was no. my first genuine <laughs> laugh, but that's because no, I'm a terrible I was, person. I was- I was upset at that part of yeah. the movie, but I understand why it's funny. Yeah, um, there's this whole montage of of him betting that he can get Lucy to go out with him or something with Nick, the the cook, and it's scored by uh, underneath it all by No Doubt. Um, yeah, which was honestly very exciting for yeah. me. It, it, I mean, it's uh, a great song. I love No Doubt, but the implications are concerning here because he's trying to convince sure. us that Henry is really lovely underneath it all, but he's like gambling on deceiving a woman. <laughs> like yeah, every and single also, day. it goes back to the I, whole everything needs to be the same for Lucy. Besides, it's like she does the same thing every day. Everything needs to be the same, except when Henry tries to hit on her, she's like, Oh, what are you from a country where you put all your, your, your fingers all over someone's food. He does the exact right. same she, thing that she w- treats. Yeah. She treats him differently every day, which leads to the most insane wild card tactic. <laughs> that oh yeah. I, this one got me. <laughs> I forgot this about one, it and it killed me. <laughs> this one reminded me of some shit that Mackenzie, some of our mutual, we'll call them friends for the sake of that, uh, in high school would absolutely have pulled uh, oh, definitely. if they had cars. And that is, he begins weeping at the bar because, according to him, he can't read. Okay, real quick, visiting my notes. I wrote, uh, being pathetic is also my move. It is unrealistic to believe it works this well and this quickly. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I, God, I, I think, like, that might be my saving grace of, like, being a virgin until later in life is because you realize you get to watch this slew of people try to get a pity fuck yeah doing this stupid on their shit. ass yeah, just to have and sex. so by the time you enter the porking world as a later person you kind of go <laughs> that doesn't work you Porky's might as well just be yourself yes you might as well <laughs> just be a little bit authentic 
because it's not it's it's fine yeah but <laughs> you you definitely don't need to sob in front of strangers and claim you don't know how to read Panku and say the fake nonsense <laughs> amazing word pan clocks yeah <laughs> i will be on this was about as this reminded me of the ba- the, the secret twin language from jack and jill just like complete just vowel sounds and consonate sounds just yeah. at fucking random nobody like but go go clocks nobody uh-huh. if if you didn't know how to read because like like you've you know like between a being having been around real toddlers and also like random like documentaries about people who do lose their ability to read you don't that's not just it, it is so it's so fucking removed from reality. It's nauseating. Yeah. But doesn't matter because it sure the hell works. It fucking works. <laughs> she was, she was, she was about it. And she, but doesn't matter uh, because Henry doesn't ask her out. And Lucy lets it know that like, of course you were, bullshitting me and i just had to know why you needed to get to know me so bad but i guess you're just not even gonna ask me out so bye which is fair because i would also feel dumb if this like stranger strung me along for no reason <laughs> they, they didn't know and it was just like All I, right, I, see ya. I comes before e and after c and then yeah they're like, like she was all right have have a good one you're like you're we're not going to fuck <laughs> like, oh. yeah. Or just like, you're not or like, like you're not even going to give me your like number or something. Like what the hell? At least have me on Snapchat. What the <laughs> fuck? Uh, God, I don't miss messy stuff like that. Um, but Henry feels bad. So he goes to her house and is confronted by the dad, whose name I looked up just before we started recording, and it fell the fuck out of my head as soon as we started. I can't remember um, his name or the name of the actor, but I know that he is a regular player in the Adam Sandler yeah. mafia. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's a really good comedian, too. He has a bit. I, wa- I watched his HBO special really late at night when I was, like, 15. He has a bit about uh, uh, drying himself off with a towel after a shower. And his wife being mad at him for dropping it on the floor after he's done. And the punchline is, well, it's clean. I was clean when I used it. So, you know, that's the kind of uh, comedic uh, caliber yeah. that we're dealing with here. And uh, exactly. I would ask that you Blake respect Clark, him and learn his... Uh, what? Blake Clark. Blake Clark, uh, right. Two-name man. Who's, yep, uh, Marlon Whitmore. Um, oh, so we Marlin. got Marlon. Yeah, I knew it was a fish. <laughs> I knew it was a fish. <laughs> this is the first also, Sandler love interest, also that we've seen that uh, doesn't have an alliterated name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lucy Whitmore. I think which another argument towards Brian's theory that um, this is a different script that Happy Madison just picked up. Yeah, and is sort of and sort of knew they needed to have one kind of genuine thing to hang their hat on. Yeah. Yeah. They picked up a perfectly uh, good script and injected their virus into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. They're uh, the grains, if you will. Yeah. Um, 
But point is, though, but back to the uh, very important plot. Henry <laughs> tries to uh, t- talks to Marlin, and Marlin makes it very clear uh, he is not to beat her at the cafe ever again. Um, and he sticks to that promise by letter only and starts meeting her randomly at the side of the road in random ways. Um, he sets up a bunch of fake traffic cones. He pretends his car dies. He pretends Ula is my favorite. Is uh, Oh, yeah, it's my favorite. He pretends Ula, Ula pretends to mug him. And Drew Barrymore, again, my favorite angel. So this was great to see her kind of kicking, bringing those ass-kicking boots out again. Beats the fuck out of Rob Schneider with a baseball bat. Um, second <laughs> second genuine laugh uh, was probably um, when Rob Schneider, uh, Ula, is kicking him. And he's like, making my sister clean your hotel room. And he's, yeah. like, <laughs> and he's, like, he's like, what does that Honestly. have to do with anything? So- Honestly, this, if, 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 the, if the more of the scenes were like this, where they were like, irreverent and ill-advised and they sort of took themselves to a pretty logical conclusion where like the man takes a beating but like runs off i would be way less upset with the jokes in this movie if this was the type of humor where it was just like rob schneider get i guess i really just want to see rob schneider get hit with the baseball bat i mean just get that pervert is comeuppance real quick (laughs) (laughs) yeah that'd be keep running Uh, we get a good uh, uh, white reggae cover of Melt With You by Modern English. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, that is, that was something I c- was having a hard time accepting. My brain kept rejecting the fact that it was a Modern English cover. I just assumed it was like a weedist situation where I found out they play the lick from teen, they play part of Teenage Dirtbag in every single song of their second album. And I thought it was just like a weird thing where there was some reggae band that was just like, we're going to do that, but with modern English. Because it's it's a great little hook. And modern Melt With You is such a good movie song. It's my mom's favorite Um, song of all time. (laughs) I like I'd I'd put it up there, although um, funny you should mention favorite songs of all time because then we cut to Marlon pulling up on Henry uh, tied up in the back seat. <laughs> the back or the trunk of his truck. Yeah. The bed of his truck. Uh, I got there. And pretty much telling him, once you're done pulling this stunt on my weirdly, once you're done pulling this stunt on my yeah, daughter, more if, it, or less, if she falls uh, for it, come by the house, <laughs> come by the house. And uh, so the, all, uh, all that presumably happens and he shows up to the house and uh, Lucy is singing Wouldn't It Be Nice by uh, the Beach Boys. And I happen to think that that is the opening track of what I happen to think is one of the best albums of all oh, time. Yeah. So this song coming up out of nowhere and again, just to really just smash in this like childhood crush thing, the fact that Drew Barrymore's character in this film is tone deaf I don't know about y'all, but being musicians, sometimes it's really cool oh. to be romantically involved with people who don't give a fuck about music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people, people who are tone deaf make me super horny. 
I'm we can cut that out. I'm sorry. To say it. No, no. no, I'm glad you stop I'm saying glad. we're cutting things out. I decide what gets cut I out. I know. I'm just saying it's a bit. Go ahead. <laughs> no, dude, no, man. If you're a baddie who's tone deaf, give me your number. Shit. <laughs> I'm gonna grindcore, man. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um. So basically, though, it's revealed as. Uh, She's singing the song. She only sings that song when uh, he meets her, and that is that's a song that she would ins- she would play uh, for her mother, mm-hmm. who has since passed. Uh, Dead mom's a theme also. Yeah, in uh, the Adam Sandler verse. Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, she doesn't she give the tape to her dad while he's on fishing trips, and he knowing that it would make. Because it was like her mom and Marlon's song, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it would make him like I, it, miss was, her and want to come home even more, like during fishing trips. It, it was something like that. Yeah. It was it was kind of one of those like weird things where it's like they definitely should have punched up this exposition. The point is, is <laughs> yeah, this song is intrinsically connected to happy feelings between uh, her and her mom. Can I uh, change my one sentence to sum up this movie to they should definitely punch up the exposition? (laughs) Yes, absolutely, because we are actually stunningly close to the end. uh, Yeah, we're getting there. When Um, when it switches to to Lucy as the protagonist for 10 minutes. All the day she meets you, she sings. Um... So then we cut to the next morning, and um, he is kind of striking out again. It's not going super well at the cafe, but uh, then Lucy gets a ticket and sort of... Yeah, she notices a cop giving her a ticket and freaks out. Freaks out, and because she goes, my tags are still, you know, my tags are good seven, and for the next seven months, what are you talking about? And then she grabs a newspaper, a real one, and discovers that it's mid-November. I would like to add really quick, uh, it is illegal for a police officer to give you a ticket for an expired registration in a private parking lot for a car that you are not inside and driving. Just want to let everybody know. <laughs> yeah, that, I, 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 I guess it's just kind of a way to, like, get a shit ton of money off of tourists maybe, but I'm not surprised that that's actually just illegal. Again, it's, it's mostly, okay. It's exposition. And I meant to write this down. I didn't, but I don't know if any of you know, or either of you noticed, but there's just a guy standing next to Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore and the cop, just a, a, a man standing next to them very close with the newspaper in the crook of his like armpit. And he's just he's just there. So Drew Barrymore will be like, what are you talking about? And grabs the newspaper. Oh, yeah. And again, the, he doesn't even flinch. He's like the, he's the, like a tree. The extra work, <laughs> in, the extra work in this film is a uh, barren. This is, whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. There, Micah, Micah, what have we learned in our moderately short tenure discussing Adam Sandler films? Nothing is ever by mistake. Oh, no, I'm not saying this is a mistake. I'm saying this newspaper man was definitely in Punch Drunk Club. No, I'm kidding. No, it was Spanglish. But he was there to serve the purpose of giving the newspaper. Yeah, we are absolutely 
sort of supposed to very heavily focus on the lives of these two people. So much so that a well-occupied cafe just clears the fuck out as soon as anything important happens, except for (laughs) one person, unless it's important. So, in this case, uh, she learns that it's not October 14th. Oh, not even this year. And uh, Marlon reveals to her everything. And so they drive up to the Goldfield, uh, no, Callahan Institute. Yeah, yeah. And um, Dan Aykroyd, playing a doctor, sort of explains that she has what is referred to as Goldfield Syndrome, which is a, um, an inability to retain short-term memory. And this is where we meet the worst case of this, uh, 10-second Tom, who we know shows up later. Yes, in the and, uh, I believe it was uh, bedtime stories or pixels or one yeah, of those. It's, some, it's, it's a recent it's one. It's one of those more recent Whoa. but somehow dramatically forgettable movies. It's one of the ones that's not a Grown Ups <laughs> and not Jack and Jill. So it's, I didn't realize that bedtime stories and pixels were two different I forgot, movies. Yeah, I, forgot I forgot bedtime forgot stories bedtime. was a thing until just now. I, I forgot I'm, pixels was a thing. I gotta be uh, honest. For I'm the taking, second time this week. I gotta be honest. I'm taking your word for it that they are. <laughs> I just know for <laughs> sure pixels is because for whatever reason, I oh, remember those commercials, but I just got to take your word for it. That it is. In fact, I can't wait for can't that, wait that, that episode, episode, the pixels episode. Oh, uh, gamers rise. We, we can up. have you back on the show. Yeah, yeah. You, you have, <laughs> yeah. Gamers rise up. Hell yeah. Um, so she and Henry kind of learned at the same time in this case that, She's not getting better. This is what's happening. The, the physically, she is the same. The way, you know, she is otherwise healthy, but just no short-term memory. It resets when she falls asleep. Um, and uh, there's a sudden change of heart in uh, Doug and Marlon, Marlon, where when Lucy asks if Henry is uh, her boyfriend, they all let him say yeah and agree. And Lucy lets him know, if you want to get on my good side, talk to me about lilies. And they go. They leave to uh, have some beers, the three of them, the three guys. Just, just some boy time. And dude's cracking a cold dude's one. Dude's cracking some cold as, You deserve a couple <laughs> beers, as our uh, yeah, yeah, Gabe Clark beer, says. Yeah. Also, he, yeah, she, uh, she's in the car with Marlon and Doug and Henry. And uh, Henry says something to the effect of, like, it's going to be okay, Luce, or, you know, whatever. And she's like, don't call me Luce. I hardly know you. And that's when Marlon goes, like, uh, sweetie... You're actually kind of dating him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that's yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. how it, it, it was kind of jumbled here, but yeah, basically like Marlon comes to his defense. Yeah. Which, and, and the, she's like, are we having sex? And, and, <laughs> and he's oh, like, yeah. no, no, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. but we want, want to, to though. <laughs> yeah. This, and then this, they, this yeah. guy gets it. Uh, and yeah, they, it, it ends like many Adam Sandler movie jokes do with, a person t- like looking at the person who said the punchline and just being like, 
what? Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. It just <laughs> yeah. sort of like it just sort of rests on its own laurels. What of did being I say? Funny, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. real wacky shit. Um, and anyway, so, anyway. um, then what happens is uh, Henry takes the Lily's advice crazy fucking far and buys her a bouquet of flowers with a videotape. And um, it's a real odd collaboration of stuff that she's missed from the last year because it's a lot of like violent things. It would be kind of like (laughs) it honestly felt very similar to if someone lost their memory in 2019 and you showed them a recap of the worst moments of 2020. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. I was thinking or that exact thing lost, when I was watching the sequence. Or say they lost, just, just for sake of argument, they lost their memory on like January 7th. And you show them the full lead up from January 7th, 2020. <laughs> to, to, to January 6th. To, to the day uh, after, the morning after, before we get into some current events that I don't want to talk about because I will go blind with rage. Um, and just did that. And then, but then just slap cut into the diner where, um, there's a really odd nonsensical, I, I don't think I, too dumb to be transphobic reenactment with Ula. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> um, is like spaghetti on his head? Yeah. You will know it's a it's a mop head yep. on his head. Mm-hmm. He's got like coconut boobies, which, and he and he's like aquariums make me super horny. Yeah. Which you know and what's it, sad is I'm on TikTok too much, and the way pro comedians have decided to act as a woman is to just put a t-shirt or a towel on their head and talk slightly higher. Yeah, yeah, and there you go. There you go. so the bar has been lowered that much to me, where I was like, "Well, at least Ula's got like something that kind of looks Blush like on. at least <laughs> at, at, at least the color almost matches, and it's yeah. not a, and it's not a gray towel." How did they get her shirt? It's kind of weird that he has he's got coconut yeah. boobies, a mop head, but they went out and got the exact same shirt. Shirt. Maybe he borrowed it from his sister. Ooh, Ulo. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. It's it's it, who's to say? Who's to say? But we also get a very touching moment from Sue, who um, we we learn as things go on. Um, Sue and Lucy's mother were close, and Sue always said, "I'll look after you." I think that happens here, but I remember it being. A touching moment for no reason, which is interspersed very strangely by well, Ula fondling himself. Right. Oh God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it it cuts to Sue, and and she's all real about it. And I I wrote down in my notes, um, uh, quote: Sometimes life isn't very fair. First cry, and it only cry. Thankfully, but the, yeah, that that was a. Legitimate cry. Yeah, this movie I, moved. Me. I, I, it did move me accidentally. <laughs> I, I, I did get a text um, from a partner of mine that basically said, "I watched Fifty First Dates. You're right. The jokes do not hold up, but I'm glad you weren't here because I still teared up." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I um, imagine sometimes it was life isn't very time. fair. Got me, but yeah. 
after immediately after that, she's like, this guy that made this video, he's okay. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, they all took a really dramatic turn of heart on mm-hmm. Henry. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess they don't know his incredibly upsetting history of lying boldfacedly to women. Yeah. He, they, he, they, all of them have no idea. Oh my That's God. That's true. Yeah. Like, think about that. <laughs> Cause it's oh, not no, like there's, no. yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I did not see Henry as a good person for this whole movie. Like it, it oh, never, no, I, like, I was never rooting for him. No, you know? it was one of those things where you like, it, you're, I was, so I think the best way I can articulate this is from here on out, I'm rooting for Lucy. So I'm yeah, rooting yeah. for Henry to keep his shit together and not fuck this up because I had never seen this movie before. So I was rooting. My, the whole time I was like, how is Henry going to fuck this up? Henry's going to fuck this up. Henry's going to yeah, do something yeah. dumb. And it's gonna, he's going to have to go win her back. You know, kind of, you know, a la Punch Drunk Love. He left her at the hospital to go threaten a man with a, with a, with a, with a uh, corded phone and then had to prove himself to her. So something like that. Um, nope. That doesn't happen at all. They go on a nope, bunch nope. of nice, cutish dates. They they kiss and they they have sex. Lucy meets Jocko. It's it's all nice, earnest moments, and it's all it's all paced kind well, of well, strangely. We should, we should, <laughs> that's not the, the Jocko moment is not earnest. No, no, no. no Adam Jocko Sandler moment is, just, is just honestly okay. I wrote down in my notes the cow is the real villain, but I think it's Jocko. It's probably <laughs> Jocko. I think the cow and Jocko could be in on the same team. Well, yeah. No, no, no. I just cracked this wide open, y'all. Um, so since Adam Sandler can talk to animals. Did he tell the cow to step into the road Whoa. that day? Whoa. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, I maybe or maybe there. I mean, the whole movie the, it kicks off with how he is a hit it and quit it type fella, right? It shows a whole menagerie of these women and Kevin James and uh, like so many people talking about fucking him. And then he talks to Ula, who's a massive pervert, whose only purpose in the film is to give him women. And then he helps him out later, actually. Uh, But initially, you know, so maybe this was, this was done over a year ago. Maybe he was just playing the long game and he wanted to, you know, but there is an earlier exposition from uh, cows aren't Alda. sea animals. He can't. He can't. Cows talk aren't sea albums. Sea, <laughs> sea animals. So, and there was a, a drop in an earlier conversation where a he has these commitment issues because he was cheated on by a college girlfriend, um, uh, Tracy, Tracy, who, uh, in my notes, also uh, had some issues with Doug. He he was with uh, Adam was with Tracy in college. Doug was with Tracy in high school because he's like, "What's up, Tracy?" Like, did, oh yeah, since high right. school. I guess yeah. Uh, I guess Tracy. I guess to be oh, fair, whoa. The, oh yeah, in the mirror, huh? My, yeah, yeah, when he's doing the the titty dance. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Again, Sean Astin doing some great work. Um, could it be? Revenge on Sean Astin. Could it be the long game for, for Sean Astin stealing his girl in college? Oh, oh, no. 
he's gonna infiltrate and mentally destroy well, show, okay, their said, family said, and said, fuck his sister. Doug said Tracy in high school. Yeah, because he's like things change his high school. Oh, okay. Duh, yeah, yeah. Like, so. Never mind. Never mind. I, 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 no, Tracy's the real villain. Tracy's the real villain. Tra- what? Okay. So, act, so what if somehow this is some sort of longer? Yes, there, there. Maybe there is something insidious and intentional here. Maybe somehow we'll go with Tracy. There's someone else on this island who can speak to land animals the same way that Henry can speak to sea animals, and he. <laughs> entirely that, possible. He told that cow, she, or he, or they, told that cow to go out in the middle of the road and go, look, <clears throat> okay. we're tourists. We're in a tourist area. You know you're not going to get hit. Just go stand out there for me. This is, just I think, do this one thing for me. I think it's Doug, and here's why. Um, hold on. So everybody hears. Uh, I think it's Doug because... Where the hell is Doug? Where, uh, well, his dad and his little sister are going out on their tradition without True. him. They, they're just like, you just do whatever. Who cares? But they're like, we have this little, we're going to go pick a pineapple and not take you. Yeah. So he, he goes on eBay, heart. he and gets a cow suit. And it has, as, as been, oh, you're saying... Doug was dressed as is the cow. The cow. <laughs> is the cow. Is the cow. No. That explains no, all the human growth hormone. I thought <laughs> and the mesh shirts, I guess, because what if what if what if he is some <laughs> Kenzie is crying. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I saw it and it made me feel good. Uh, <laughs> what if my so this is the part where I get too serious about this. So I had a theory. No, I've been waiting on. for this. Hit me. I had a theory. So we'll, there, there's a little bit of plot left, but it's barely important. No. Um, <laughs> this is where, this I, is where I, stopped I stopped watching. Fuck it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Movie ends. They get married. They fucking go to Alaska on the boat to look at the walruses. And, they get, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, Drew, their daughter's, their daughter's name, is name is Nicole, Nicole. I found out from IMDb, and there's Nicole, no, reason, no reason, that reason that anybody should know that. Should know. No, it's not mentioned at all. Uh, no. Nope. She nope. had been drawing him every night. She Okay, so there's, there's um, something that is... So... What one other thing that does happen in this film? She checks herself back into the institute, which shows there is you can voluntarily go in and out of the institute. And in the institute, Dan Aykroyd mentions to Doug several times, "Lay off the roids, lay off of the you know the, the juice, juice, the juice yeah. which yeah. is an implication to be steroids." Yeah, yeah. Um, and my thing was. What would be, and honestly, again, this is the most legitimate film in the Sandlerverse, especially pre. <laughs> That's so pathetic, it's, it's true. true. It's absolutely oh true. Of the Happy Madison Sandlerverse films, this is far and again the most legitimate because I don't think The Wedding Singer was a, 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 a Happy Madison Happy film. Happy Madison, no, no. Yeah. So I definitely said the wrong thing earlier, but what if. To tie this sort of um, 
you know, Avengers assemble, whatever the, the, the culmination of the cinematic universe begins. Sandler Endgame. The Sandler Endgame <laughs> begins at the Callahan Institute, <laughs> where they think it's someone with some sort of mental issue. Maybe it's even Doug whose mental powers keep getting warped and twisted because he can't just lay off the juice, man. Uh, Doug is Thanos. Doug? <laughs> no, Doug I don't think Doug is Thanos. I, think, I think Dan Aykroyd is Thanos, but Doug is definitely a, a participant. I, I will absolutely piggyback off this theory that Doug, because what he wants to be is just this mountain of mass and muscle and no mm. thinking, much like a cow. Yep. And so much like knowing it, he accidentally in his in a jealous rage went, man, I just wish something would stop their car. And in that flash of rage, sort of suggested a cow out into the road. He lit he lit the candles on his dad's birthday cake and he said, I wish they would hit a cow. Or I wish something or something. Maybe it would even just be something. I wish something. I wish wish my dad couldn't lie. I wish, I wish their night was ruined. Something. Mm -hmm. Um, because the cow, the cow does not get hit. Um, no, uh, -uh. this cow was protected by something greater than itself. And maybe something, someone inside of the Callahan Institute has similar, Maybe it's even 10 second Tom. Maybe the reason that he only has 10 it is seconds. 10 second Tom it's a, it's a because cave. he spans the a, universe. He can, he, oh did either of y'all, this, this is some pretty entry. This is not, my knowledge is very limited. So I would really appreciate the piggyback. Are either of you at all familiar with the X-Men universe? Yes. yes. Oh yes. my yes. God. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is like cable. professor Xavier's Academy, right? <laughs> no, I'm saying this is like a cable situation where 10 second Tom has oh, this terrible memory, yes. but these incredible the psionic abilities. Thing. And yes, Dan Aykroyd is a, I would say more of a Magneto situation <laughs> because he's not trying to integrate these people back into life. He's not trying to gain anyone's favor. They just want to live on an island. Like Magneto would be happy to be just just fuck off somewhere. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, no, that 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 similarity is is goes so deep too. And so that so I guess we could get see one of two. I guess uh, to kind of talk back to like what I was doing with the Billy Madison episode, where I was just talking about what I would like to see these movies turn into. I think yeah. this is our catalyst. Like, 51st Dates is undeniably yeah. the catalyst for it because, like, what it is... It spawns so many spinoffs. Because, and this it's is also... Fucking... This is the... T- like, Punch Drunk Love goes to Hawaii. The entirety of this fucking movie until the end is Hawaii. Mm. And there is so much Hawaii love since then in specifically Happy Madison films. It's and utopia. So it's it is a utopia to him, and I think it would be a trouble in paradise situation where all of <laughs> the different multiverses of the Sandlerverse conger- converge together, and these little pockets, you know, the forest from Jack and Jill, the <clears throat> honestly the 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 this fu- the whatever technology allowed that weird future tent in Happy Madison 
that we experienced, you know, with the Buffalo. Oh, yeah. and uh, yeah. Billy Madison with the, the, the big yeah. uh, Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, thing. that Fortress of Solitude or like <laughs> the inexplicable ability to drive to Utah with no sleep. Like just yeah. these yeah. weird little world traveling things all converge together at the Callahan Institute and explode. Which, by outward. the way, I do want to mention was um, funded by Callahan Auto Parts in Sandusky, Ohio. Yes, which is from Tommy Boy. Boy yes. yes. So, so Ackroyd verse. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that that brings us in, and again, we'll we would see, and we even see. Ula breaking character inexplicably. So this Hawaiian man suddenly dropping his entire accent, but also this Hawaiian man who thinks he is a Mexican action film star. Just Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, you see, see like sort of X Men like mutant parallels throughout this film, right? So, Absolutely. Like, um. It's the same as it is with Doug as it is with uh, Henry. You know, uh, Henry is very, you know, irascible and kind of all over the place, banging a bunch of women, pulling pranks all the time. So is Jocko the Walrus. He, uh, oh, yeah. he is Jocko the Walrus. 100% parallel to the Walrus. He is. And Jocko the Walrus is also, um, I, I first all I wrote is, Jocko confirmed polyamorous. Hell yeah, representation for a thing that doesn't really need representation because we're doing fine. But uh, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's there are these. These are all of his like wives from these different worlds. And Jocko, the reason he's so intelligent, and Jocko is beast. From it's X-Men. possible. Um, yeah, I feel like there is also just a world traveling walrus in the Marvel universe. That doesn't seem like something super far off that the, uh, bronze so, so, age do. okay. Oh, my, my, my like solid theories so far. I think there are eight distinct Adam Sandler universes. Yes. Yes. I, I agree. The number I think eight that for a fact, this is shown in this film by the seven women and one Kevin James. That <laughs> all, uh, you know, talk about him in the intro. Oh my God. Um, so there are eight distinct Sandler verses. One takes place in a world similar to ours. This one lines up with a couple other films. So eight. That's one of my solid theories here. Uh, second one. Don't remember what it was. That's no second one. Callahan auto parts is kind of a front for a organization that experiments on humans and with um, augmented or virtual reality. Perhaps holding the initials somewhere D and D, which has shown up incredibly frequently thus far. Yes. It's one of their brands, I believe. Um, At this point, we've, you know, we have yet to watch Tommy Boy, but I feel like Tommy Boy may be kind of an origin situation here. It takes place before Fifty First Dates. Perhaps Tommy Callahan was the first human trial when he was a child, so it may have stunted his. That's what the paint intellectual chips growth. Everyone's always like, "Do you eat paint chips as a kid?" And he's like, "Ha ha ha! Why? It wasn't paint chips. That's very possible. It was microchips." <laughs> uh, but then continues on and maybe this whole 
version of Hawaii that we're seeing here. Given all the white reggae music that's playing, we get somewhere over the rainbow at some point, of course. All the white reggae music that's playing, all of the stereotypical Hawaiian things in this movie. Maybe this is a simulated Hawaii. Oh, absolutely. This is this is they are, the ideal because it's also someone as. Uh, yeah, this is absolutely the ideal. I don't even say simulated. I'd say the idealized. Took me three tries. I got there. Idealized version of Hawaii because it's a, a world where someone like Henry, who is fundamentally broken over an ultimately small thing, like it's never good to be cheated on, but it's also not uncommon. And this yeah. just broke this man in a way that turned him into a full fucking sociopath. But it's a world where someone like him can still have a redemption arc and not ruin a very vulnerable woman's life. Yeah, and that yeah, just yeah, doesn't. No. <laughs> I mean, sort of. I mean, that doesn't here's exist the thing. in reality. Do you, do, you think do you think they're gonna throw him away after that? Because what I'm saying here is that. All of these Sandlers we see in all these films are different test subjects from the Callahan Institute. I think they're being put into real real world situations. Sometimes, you know, if they make it to the higher levels, some fantasy well, stuff. I but think, I think they kind of did that with Henry Roth. He lives on a boat. He's fully remote. I think he's going to show up when you least expected as sort of a hermit figure because he found inexplicably undeservingly what he wanted and they let it just happen. They, they, this was sort of a paradise situation and they kind of proved that like through their influence, through their real fucked up influence, they can leave some of these people alone to just be observed to sort of tend to, you know, find more highly intelligent walruses or something and just (laughs) leave them to it. I think, I, I don't necessarily know if the powers that be in these uh, Adam Sandler versions are necessarily malicious. They might just be benevolent and absurd, which is where we see these, like, these utterly ridiculous situations going on. I think they just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what happens. They're like, like celestials. They just create planets and then send people, you know, to decide to judge what happens with I mean, them. fuck, we've all played yeah, The Sims. Like, we're not all trying to necessarily kill our Sims. Sometimes we just, like... Is Adam Sandler Galactus? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no. Galactus eats planets. That's true. He doesn't create them. Oh, I think... Yeah. yeah, I think... I think Adam Sandler and the rest of uh, Happy Madison Productions are, like, to really stretch my knowledge of the Marvel Universe, like the Watchers, those giant baby things. Yeah, yeah. yeah really, the Watchers... They don't really do much, but they have the ability to interject when they need to, but they really prefer not to. They just give you glimpses into uh, multiple universes. Exactly. Yeah. And I think... That's that's exactly it. And it it could even be... like I I think it's becoming clear that there's almost an intentionality behind it, but occasionally we just get vignettes. And that's it. There's not a great, really much of a deeper connection. And I think that's what 51st Dates was, was kind of a vignette of sort of a, like, almost like a paradisal holodeck situation where one of the (laughs) worst creations of the Sandlerverse thus far, they, they, they close the chapter on his life. They, they, they stretch, (laughs) 
they, they stretched every rule as thin as they possibly could to make yeah, a totally irredeemable man. Or just, I don't know, someone who did not deserve like a loving family the way he was just able to get it like without really any right. no like i i feel no. like i feel like in, you in, should you should go through at least saw a couple therapy sessions before you're just like yeah all right we're good we're just going to like just all, never all mind this happens in like a month yeah that's the craziest part to me is this that's the thing is the, the title i was saying this earlier what the fuck does the title mean because do they go on 50 dates it's never explicitly no talked about ever in the movie and then they you know in a, in a month or so everything's great and it cuts to like what like six seven years later Something like they like have that, a, yeah like a, a you know Fairly. They have a kid, and they had this like really nice child. Yeah, and it's just like, but it was only fifty. They chose fifty, maybe yeah. for a liter, like alliterative purposes. That, that's that's but, where the alliteration comes in. Fifty but, first dates. Okay, FF. yeah, alliteration, sure. But what about forever first dates or first dates forever or something that make? Because it's like, well, I guess that would kind of give away the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think fifty. Like, I I don't know. I guess that is maybe there was some again poorly explained exposition where it was like, oh, you're trying to leave in you know fifty five days, and then five days later he figures all this shit out. I don't know. I was expecting a lot more. Again, shenanigans of his sort of shitty behavior, sort of catching up with him. Uh, you know, kind of a la Scott Pilgrim, but I guess we weren't really at this point, and even Scott Pilgrim fucked that up. So, this, <laughs> so I guess it still just kind of shows that it, again in the world of the Sandlerverse, where there are no mistakes, this wasn't just a man dodging all accountability for all the women that he's hurt. This was the closing of a chapter of a failed experiment. Yeah. Yeah of just letting one of their higher beings just run amok in Hawaii. They, they're either by accident or by choice. They were like, we're going to, we need to close this door on Henry Roth and the Whitmore family. Um, and then yeah, and we need open and and open and somehow they need to close it and we just need to close it together because this is an incredibly sad family and an incredibly broken man but we are celestial beings we don't give a fuck about therapy so we're just gonna push them together and hope it works and 10 second tom just snuck his way under the door yeah, yeah. yeah. But i think just 10 seconds. i do also while you're talking about uh uh, experiments on islands and closing the door on one and opening the door to another is um, the fact that a, so the it's not the Hukilau Cafe, right? Is it the Hukilau Cafe? Okay, it's the Hukilau Cafe. It's a um, made up word that sounds vaguely Hawaiian cafe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that building uh, IRL is on a macadamia farm. In Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. And adjacent to that cafe, like on the same farm, a lot of the same or a lot of scenes from Jurassic Park were shot. So I I would like to posit. Okay. uh, Perhaps it's more of a Jurassic Park situation where they they played God, the godheads that you you are speaking of, Adam Sandler and 
I don't know, the guy that played Jennifer in that super hilarious scene. Um, <laughs> like whoever the hell else is oh, in. Oh, yeah, we totally Happy skipped Madison. over. Uh, we did. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, but it deserves to be skipped over because yeah, that, yeah. the There's only... There's some real. Maya Rudolph is in it. That, yeah, you know, Maya she's Rudolph great. Is. Yeah, you get the whole Sandler gang. You get Peter Dante in there. Yeah, you yeah. Get, uh, yeah. I guess yeah. just for anyone that for some reason would want to watch this movie off of our uh, off of this, um, there's if a everything we have said is not good enough for you to never watch this movie again. Yeah, there's just just be warned that there is <laughs> an uh, totally unnecessary deliberate, almost deliberately unfunny transphobic joke yeah. where someone gets dead named for no fucking reason despite passing like goddamn crazy probably because it was a cis man playing the role. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a bummer. It's stupid. I felt I kind of felt, again, felt bad for Drew Barrymore having to deliver that line because she delivered it so earnestly. And it's just like, you did not know what you were saying. And no, no. right. God, cause it, it's, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not a Jack and Jill situation. It's not an Ace Ventura situation. It was just a, she was clearly set up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is another situation of sort of this weird thing with the Sandler verse where you have these, ridiculous cartoons of people cut in with earnestly great genuine actors drew barrymore steve buscemi maya rudolph like these here's people a, that yeah. are very here's a couple good at their craft notes um sorry to interrupt but not at all that, i'm um, ripping i'm are, out of notes we're looking at a blank page on a notebook yeah, right awesome. now yeah, i was just going off just, the just uh from what you touched on i just want to note that in yes, my notes please. i wrote um uh, back to Cartoon Rob, which was when they were uh, golfing. So, you know, I agree with the... It's weird that you would say cartoon. And then... Um, damn, you said something else that I... Yeah, let's cut this. Uh, <laughs> first Blu-ray ever! First Blu-ray ever! Oh, no, no, no. Uh, afterward, what you were just saying, I wrote, all of these actors could play better characters than than were written. You know, mm-hmm. like... Blake Clark definitely could. I mean, Sean Astin. She, thank you. Yeah. For oh my God. Saying it because I forgot how to say it. Um, him, Drew Barrymore, even Adam Sandler. We've seen that he can like actually act. You know. What if this is like a Carrie situation where they thought they were making a different kind of movie? Like, I, I this is where do you know like the uh, the woman who plays a mother in Carrie thought it was a comedy. Oh, no. no. (laughs) Because of how over the top that her character was. She was just like, there's no way. She clearly hadn't read Stephen King before. She was basically like, there's no way this is like serious. So I'm going to ham it up and I'm going to go nuts for it. Like for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to do my job. But this is like a comedy, right? And then she saw the final cut and was like, oh, no. I wonder if... Oh, no, I'm beating a child. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, She probably thought it was some like Homer Simpson shit. I wonder if Sean. <laughs> oh God! I, I wonder if You're Sean right. Astin was like my character is so fucking gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God! I am playing this brilliantly closeted homosexual man. I'm for sure just gonna like play up, up every one of these. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna like really dive it in because yeah, like thank God. Like this is a weird sentence for someone who's not watched a lot of the show. Thank God for Stranger Things for bringing that man back into the canon. Yeah. Uh, because I always, 
he he is one of those list of actors from the franchises that I love. Um, Owen Benjamin, Obi Wan Kenobi. Nope, is that it? Doesn't matter. The guy who plays Obi Wan Kenobi. If I'm wrong, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Thank you. Um, I don't know. Oh no, Owen Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, no, cut that out because Owen Benjamin. I'm kidding. Is a I'm kidding. Chug. Now we have no. to leave it in because it's a bit. Continue. Uh, well, f- I can find it. <laughs> Fuck Owen Benjamin. Owen McGregor. Jesus, um, the distinctively not right wing chud and just brilliant actor. Similar situation where it's like where he has a motorcycle. He sure does. It's <laughs> a, him and Sean Astin were two guys where I saw them. I was like, why aren't these two men in just like all of the movies? And it turns out it's because they do weird artsy shit. Or yeah, yeah. in Sean Astin's case, also one Adam Sandler movie at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and he brought, this was. Was this, this was post Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> wait, no, it's two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yeah, definitely post Lord of the Rings. Jamie, pull Jamie, that up. Pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the fel- so yeah, the Fellowship of the Ring was two thousand one. So he was probably <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he, was he did it as up, a favor. <laughs> he was wrapping up shoot. He would have been wrapping up shooting for Return of the King. He still had the point. fake. Yeah, he still had the fake Hobbit feet on for. For when, okay, uh, audience members, you can, uh, here's more trivia I'm just making up off the top of my head. When uh, Adam Sandler uh, trounces Doug in their uh, trial by combat. Uh, oh, yeah, they further, fight for no reason. Yeah, further evidence that Adam Sandler is the strongest, hottest, biggest dicked person in the movie. Um, yeah, they Flips really him watch- over. You see, you see him holding him by the shins. He's he's still wearing his hobbit feet. Mark my words. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. They're he's, they're grafted on. He flew from New Zealand to Hawaii. That's not a very short flight. No, or very long flight, I guess. Either, but you know, every every couple of days to shoot seeds. Oh yeah, I bet, I, I bet it's pretty chill if your uh, <coughs> plane has a bed in it. Yeah, yeah whatever, probably. Whatever. I, 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 oh God, I'm trying, like, oh, I guess, yeah. I would just love to think, to imagine the idea that he shot the don't go where I can't follow scene the same day he shot the same scene about the wet dreams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Nocturnal emissions. Nocturnal emissions. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Frodo, don't go where I can. F- I wonder if he mixed them up. <laughs> I wonder if he mixed them up at some point. But if I take one more step, it'll be the farthest I've ever come from home. <laughs> Literally, come yeah, from yeah. home. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, it's a, it hasn't been a very long run. I'm really happy to say this has been our grossest episode. <laughs> wasn't <laughs> <laughs> even that gross you're welcome you're welcome oh thank you honestly yeah. no uh yeah thank you so much for being on the show yeah it's been a great, great time great. This, is this is really fun, really fun. thank you uh, for having me we have we have one more order of business before we get out of here yes. that's we have to roll for the next movie yes we do oh fuck fuck <laughs> uh i'm not gonna be on the next episode maybe but I will watch this. You're honestly welcome back anytime. I think okay. I, I needed someone to bounce utter bullshit off of. 
Yeah. yeah. No, you validated us for sure. It's oh been yeah. Great. Oh shit! It's auto filled from the last time I went to this website. It's filled with all the Adam Sandler movies. Hell yeah. Yeah, so it's random thing picker again. We'll shout it out. It's a Andrew dot hedges dot name slash experiments slash random slash pick one dot HTML. We will uh, figure out how episode descriptions work and put it in there. Uh, okay. Well, Mike, are you ready to see what uh, we're going to subject ourselves to next? What if, uh, hold on. Uh, before you click that button, I'm going to conceive a bit for this amazing show. Uh, what if you had the guest not pick the movie that they do with you, like Movie Crush, but they pick the next one that the next guest does? That would that imply next... we have enough people who would want to be guests on this show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I then have, I'll, I have I'll two just other do the next one. Uh, <clears throat> lined up at some point, oh, but yeah. that's it. Yeah. And we have 60-plus movies yeah. to go through. We, sometimes we, we, we got to trust an algorithm and if we leave the it to chick? Yes. Oh God. oh God! All right. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah the, the random okay. thing generator is is much better. Honestly, thank you for your suggestion, though. No, it's, that it's doesn't. We will not do it in the future. We do have some people, you know, who really want to want to slide in for certain films, but that it was, could be two years too, from now. It's, it's too heady for 2021. It's more like 2077. <laughs> yeah. I'm living in the cyberpunk future. You are so far ahead of the rest of us. It's insane. Okay. The cobbler. You ready to hear? It's not the cobbler. No, it's not. I'm just, I just forgot that was a movie and I said it out loud. You ready? To, you ready to, ready to do the movie? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to give it a little drum roll really quick. Like I, I did once before. Pick one. Sandy Wexler. Oh no. So next uh next time we will be watching Sandy Wexler. It's a uh, Netflix original film, I believe. Yep. Is that his fucking spy movie? I don't want to know. <laughs> no, it's the Yeah, okay. I don't know. I've not watched it. Um but I'm interested to I see. I try to watch it. It's oh. yeah, okay. I can't wait for this next episode. <laughs> From uh, the grains of Sandler. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so uh, yeah. much. Ryan, before we sign off, do you have anything you want to plug? I oh, feel like Jesus. that's something I should ask you. That's such a podcast thing that I always forget about. Plug. I don't know. Uh, you got a guitar you need to set up? You need uh, you need some uh, some work done on some instruments? Let me know. Look Look at my music. Don't listen to it. Look at it. Look um, at each title track and judge at, uh, it. Yeah, look at each title track, and that's basically you hear the song and you're like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I thought it would sound like. Anyway, Bandcamp, uh, uh, obtuseco.bandcamp.com. Obtuse Check it out. We have shirts. We have shirts I found in my old house I moved out of. There's a hundred of them. Uh, our drummer hasn't paid us for them yet. We <laughs> need to get rid of them. They're real soft. Let me know. That's what <laughs> Hell <I'm> yeah. <laughs> get First some soft shirts. Show, we'd love to see it. Heck yeah. Um, so, well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be watching Sandy Wexler next time, and I'm going to try Fuck. to recite this uh, sign-off from the top of my head. Here we go. Like sand through the hourglass, 
Every word, every picture, every screenplay a scripture. These are the grains of Sandler. Hey, so I just looked it up on IMDb. I did it. You did Fuck it. Fuck you all. I am so, so proud of you, but I just looked it up. It's yeah. not Helga. It is Alexa. IMDb has confirmed that. No. <laughs> Good night, everybody. No. We're going to watch Sandy, Lex- Sandy Wexler next week. Goodbye. No. <laughs> Cut this out. <laughs>